0: Welcome to MuggleCast, your weekly ride into the Wizarding World fandom. I'm Andrew, your troll in the
1: dungeon. I'm Eric, the ghostest with the mostest.
2: I'm Micah, your um, poltergeist.
3: Oh man, I didn't think about this and now I'm, I'm really nervous. Um, I feel like <laughs> I'm really with I. egg on my face. Um, I'm Laura, your true crime aficionado. One of these things is not like the other.
0: Your egg on your face. (laughs) This week, we are hosting a Halloween themed episode to celebrate the upcoming holiday. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But first, we have a couple of Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore updates. So last week, Deadline reported a couple more details about the film because a little preview was shown over in Spain at some movie events. Um, Deadline reported on a behind-the-scenes look that showed new looks at Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. Now, Deadline says the story picks up in the 1930s, a little after the events of the previous film, and it will take place in such far-flung locales as Bhutan, Germany, the U.S., the U.K., and China. Now, what city is missing from that
1: list?
3: Yeah. Rio
1: de Janeiro. x May uh, on Rio A. No. They, Looks like uh, they did scrap it after this all. This means that I can no longer set anything in store by that one tweet that was made like, what, five years ago in the different languages <laughs> talking about- Report the tweet for false information. That's right. I'm going to do that
0: now.
2: Do you now. think, though, this is why there were additional delays? Because maybe they had to scrap what their initial plans were if they were going to Rio, Oh, and maybe maybe they fast-tracked some of the plot too. Maybe we were supposed to go to these places further down the line and they brought them into the third film. That makes I, sense.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And also remember we spoke about the screenwriting credits on this movie. It looks like Rowling had an idea, had the script done, it was basically thrown out and Rowling and Steve Kloves, who wrote who wrote 7 of the 8 Harry Potter movies, started again and just based their new version off of the original that Rowling wrote. Right. So
1: Because this one's based on a story originally conceived by Joe or something like that? Yeah,
0: based on a screenplay by her, not even a story, a screenplay. Wow. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I have to say, I was expecting, fully expecting, that we would go to Germany eventually in this franchise just because of Nürmengard, but I I figured something like that would come a little bit later. So this is interesting I'm not going to speculate beyond that.
0: (laughs) Well, here's another Secrets of Dumbledore development. So there was a test screening of the movie, the whole movie in L.A. this past week. And I know somebody who went to it. And they had to sign an NDA, of course. So they can't come on the show and talk about it. Otherwise, Warner Brothers will sue them to hell.
2: But you can.
0: However. (laughs) But I can take all the info and share it. (laughs) No, so so I will I'm completely honest when I say he did not share any spoilers with me. And I don't even want to know spoilers. He or she or they, whoever, did not share any spoilers with me and i purposely did not want that anyway because it ruins being able to speculate on the show it's very difficult to
1: do that yeah but
0: however 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 big however he did give (laughs) he she She, there whoever did give me a big tidbit to share i was authorized to share this we all remember that with the last movie uh, much was made of comments from David Yates who said Fantastic Beast 2 was not explicitly gay. We all remember those comments. Yes. It's not explicitly gay. Mm-hmm. This movie, Fantastic Beast Secrets of Dumbledore, is explicitly gay.
3: Yay! Like,
0: like gay all over. Like there's not just a scene, it's everywhere. You can't even just pull a scene out and suddenly it's not explicitly gay. It's very gay. <laughs> Good. Oh, the secrets of gay Dumbledore. I guess those are going to be the secrets, at least some of them. Hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised. You know, this has been a long time coming. I trust this person 100%. They wouldn't mess with
1: me. Let's do and trends next. Let's do that.
3: Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't see the creator of this franchise going there. So. <laughs> no.
0: Darn. Yeah. Yeah. But um. so that's, that's what we can share for now. Maybe the trailer will confirm this i i bet it will if it's very gay throughout the movie i feel like you have to touch on that i'm also going to be very interested to see and i said this to this person what about some of the international markets like are they just not going to release this film because it is too gay and he's like she <laughs> or they of course is like you can't even you you couldn't just cut a scene or two out it's it's not possible they, huh. they wouldn't there wouldn't be a movie. Well,
2: even looking at some of the places that we're going in this movie, China comes to mind, especially with you talking about how certain markets may receive this film if, in fact, the explicitly gay piece is true. And as you said, there's no reason to believe that it isn't.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's probably going to be frustrating to see some of these countries decide not to show the movie. Maybe. Maybe they'll change their minds. I don't know, but yeah. So I have a question though.
3: Great that the movie is explicitly gay. Um, (laughs) However, did this unnamed person enjoy the film?
0: I don't want to give out any more than they said I could.
3: Okay. But yes,
0: they enjoyed it. I'll just leave it at that. They did. They did like the movie. I think overall they were happy. This
1: means that it exists. The movie exists in, (laughs) in some form. I think this is confirmation. It is real. It is real for sure.
2: One question I did have, though, is because I think, Andrew, Eric, you both have been to test screenings of Potter films previously. How much can actually change between the test screening and what ends up in theaters?
1: It's a good question. Then very valid. I mean, you, you could still put scenes back in. You could make things clearer if the material has been shot. I don't think they're really going to bring people back for reshoots unless everyone in the audience is like, this does not make any sense. You need to like explain this better. And they don't have like material or a way of doing that. Um, I would say based on what I saw, I mean, whenever we went to preview screenings of Harry Potter, like the effects weren't finished yet and things like that. So they're still working on that. But yeah, I mean the editing, they can make certain shots longer or choose different camera angles, but that's about it. Maybe they put back dialogue that was taken out, you know, something like that. I had said to him,
0: I had why said, Why don't to you the just say their name? Why just don't, don't you just, I, can't, only, I, can't, I don't no, know no, why I'm so bad at disguising Bob. the gender. Bob. <laughs> so Bob said to me, There you go. Wait, Bob <laughs> I mean, Fail? I, yeah, I said, fell. Yeah, I said, our old friend Bob Fail. Vale. I said to Bob, Well, who knows? Maybe by the time the movie actually comes out, all the gay stuff will be cut out. And I was like, kind of joking. And that's when Bob said, They couldn't do that because there's just so much of it. So there's there's no way. Yeah, that's impressive. I have um, Eric. I think I went to one Harry Potter test screening with you Mm -hmm. in Chicago. It may have been the final movie. I think that's right. We got to the scene where we see Snape, you know, dying and the tear rolls down his face. But this the fake tear hadn't been created yet, so there's just a caption that says like tear rolls down Snape's face. <laughs> the
1: most unintentionally humorous moment in any of the screening, but that's that's right. why they do these. They want audience feedback. They they really do strive to make those types of corrections. See where fans are laughing, um, right? You know, well,
0: and like I remember David Heyman and Yates were at the test screening we went to. Yeah, I don't know if they were at this one in L.A., but they go to these to to really be with the audience and see if they can feel what they're feeling and watch what they're experiencing.
2: I'm interested though, too, with these locations that we've been given. I think we probably at some point should take a look at what beasts are in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them in some of these countries. And I'm wondering, too, just given with Bhutan that we're maybe going into Nagini's um home country, potentially. I don't know exactly Ooh. where she's from, if it's been said, but I would think that you know, she's from Southeast Asia, so perhaps that plays a role in, in some capacity in this film.
3: Good guess, for sure. Yeah. That would be a great episode. We should definitely do that, Micah.
1: Although we always run the risk of them just creating more beasts that weren't in the book because she's done that a couple of times.
3: <laughs> and
2: Right. <laughs> I'm curious too, Laura, though, do you think the China piece of this is more from a government standpoint than from maybe a beast or a character storyline, like with what's going on in terms of the access? And I know they weren't necessarily really a part of it, but do we think that could play a do role? you
0: mean like sucking up to China?
2: No.
3: Yeah. Is, is that what you're asking? I'm just thinking like
2: communism and, or is that too much to bring into this movie?
3: Oh, uh, so you're talking about the historical reference, yeah. For uh, okay, for geopolitical conflict at the time. I guess I haven't thought about it because so much of Wizarding World history, especially for this time period, is tied to like a Eurocentric view of World War II. But obviously, there were other things happening in other parts of the world at that time. Um, So it's possible. I feel like the sky is kind of the limit, although. I don't know how much time they would have to dig into all of that and do it well. You know Mm, what I mean? Right. Just thinking about how much is going to be in this movie.
2: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading a bunch of things in the Discord as well, in terms of where Nagini is supposedly from. Xian said Indonesia, somebody said India. We have to check and see 100%. All
0: right. Well, before we get to our Halloween discussion, first, this week's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Taking care of your mental health is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. And if you think there's something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from moving forward in your life, check out BetterHelp. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can work with via voice, video, or text chat. BetterHelp lets you easily and quickly get started with therapy right from wherever you are right now. Within 48 hours, you can start speaking with a therapist and the service is available for clients worldwide. Whether you're at home, at work, on the go, trick-or-treating, waiting for a movie to start, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist. Personally, I use the real-time text chat feature where you can sit down virtually with your therapist and type messages which are displayed in real time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, which is very helpful because it's said a lot that therapy is actually a lot like dating. You have to try a couple therapists before you find the right match so you can easily switch therapists with BetterHelp. I want you to try BetterHelp, and we have a special offer for MuggleCast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast. Again, get 10% off at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash MuggleCast today. All right, time for our Halloween extravaganza. <laughs> and we have a couple of different discussion topics today. We're going to invent our own Wizarding World candies. We are going to discuss what kind of candy certain Wizarding World characters would give trick-or-treaters. We're going to guess what characters would go as for Halloween. And then uh, we've got a couple other segments. It's a fun prepared. Yeah. It's laid back. It's laid back. You know, Things by the way, good.
2: do we want to do a prophecy about Halloween? Because I was just thinking like I, another prophecy. Uh, I, let me get the Nostradamus. That was great, Eric. <laughs> I, I think I said to Andrew, I was listening to last week's episode and I totally forgot that. I had recorded the <laughs> prophecy to open the episode. Oh, yeah. Um. Sounds man, great. I'm sure we confused a lot of people with the opening of that episode.
0: It gets you intrigued. It People does. We're like, what is Micah talking about?
1: All right, we'll I have we'll, to listen. We'll do a quick one. Give me a number. <laughs> seven. Okay, seven. Good number. The arrival's late. The execution's done. Perfect. Yeah, the wind contrary. The letters seized on route. The conspirators, fourteen of a sect, by Rousseau shall their enterprises be approved. Okay. All right. Helpful. Um, so, <laughs> that was, that's really, totally got us knowing everything about this episode.
0: <laughs> so, has anybody here ever dressed up as a Harry
1: Potter character Never. for Halloween? Yeah. Not once. Wait, Not well, you, for Not you, cosplayer? For Halloween? Okay. <laughs> for yeah. Halloween, specifically. Well, yes. Actually, yes. Yes, I have. What'd you go as? Well, so, you know, I've had these Gryffindor robes since, uh, 2004, twin roses designs and i didn't want to just wear them because i thought that was like an easy out so i came up with a cool idea it was 2009 so i've had them for about five years and i was like "Ooh, what if i go as like specifically not just like a generic gryffindor but a gryffindor character who should i go as so i went to a halloween store and i posted a picture in the show doc and i got one of those werewolf masks and also the gloves to slide on and then wore the Gryffindor robes and I was Remus Lupin (laughs) that's awesome but this is great that was really really a cool like way of doing it I just I was on a just walked around like a college campus and got like trick-or-treats from fellow like college people but um the one thing i will say is the mask isn't you can kind of tell the mask isn't uh fully opened it kind of kept like wanting to fold closed on itself so the the eyes never quite lined up so they're very messed up and it was actually pretty uncomfortable to wear and (laughs) i went to some kind of basement or something to get the the wolf mask but yeah i i still have it somewhere but that was my remus lupin we'll post this on our social media Yeah,
0: I
3: love it. Laura, you did as well. Yeah. um, First, I wanted to say, Eric, I'm just imagining you because you couldn't see in this mask. I'm imagining you just like blindly walking around, like bumping into things (laughs) and people. (laughs) Um, My story is not nearly as fun as Eric's. Um, So I did dress up as a generic Hogwarts student, not anyone in particular. Um, I actually had dressed up as a Grim Reaper. A couple of years before this. So I still had the robes from that. So I just took the hood off of it and used the robes as my Hogwarts robes. I printed out like a Ravenclaw badge and uh, taped it.
2: Yes. <laughs> to the robes. Oh, you went as
0: Ravenclaw. I respect that. Yep. <laughs> so I used to. Uh, work in my TV tech studio in high school and I hosted the morning show program that we did a few times I wish I did it more in high in hindsight mm-hmm. but I hosted the Halloween episode one year and I dressed up as Harry Potter and the video of this is actually still online we should oh, include I've a seen that. link <laughs> to, in the show notes <laughs> Andrew, and you're adorable uh, oh thank you you know what I look at myself in that video and I'm like I look exactly the same. (laughs) I look exactly the same. It's really funny because I say, I'm Harry Potter, otherwise known as Andrew Sims. And then my co-host said, right, same thing, (laughs) which I think was pretty spot on now more than ever. But uh, so I was Harry Potter one year. And then another year, I'm really proud of this. And this was only four years ago. I was a Hogwarts hat stall. And I thought this was clever because, like, you don't really see people try to do something like this. Basically, I was wearing, like, one piece of Gryffindor clothing, one piece of Ravenclaw, one piece of Slytherin. Um, and my story was the sorting hat couldn't decide where to put me. So I'm just a hat stall and I'm trying all four. And actually, by the way, that was an important night in MuggleCast history because that's when somebody said to me, you know, Hogwarts is a security nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been talking wow. about it on the show ever since yeah
2: you need to get that person on the show
0: i know if i could only remember who it was at that party maybe i would <laughs> now um micah i don't see any notes here from you have you never dressed up as a harry potter character
2: oh i definitely have dolores Umbridge that was not
0: huh? convincing for some reason <laughs> you went as umbridge i can't i don't i don't remember see that, that ever happening
2: well, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> well, Mike, Something
1: it, tells me you would tell
0: us.
2: Did you, you have 17
3: um,
1: days to get a Harry Potter costume together,
3: I buddy. Know. Did you practice your hem hem?
2: Yeah, it's more like a... <laughs> 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 okay, Okay,
0: now I'm convinced he did it. Yeah, mm-hmm, that was yeah. really good.
2: No, actually, I never have. I do have the sorting hat, though. I think I've worn it. Was it during Quizage one time, maybe?
1: Oh, Probably.
2: Um, but no, I've never dressed up as a Harry Potter character. I'll take suggestions and we don't need to go the Aberforth route. Although I do have plenty of stuffed goats I've been sent over the course of uh, Mugglecast <laughs> that I can <laughs> carry around with Including the... screaming ones. Ones that scream. Isn't oh yeah, that right, where is that thing?
3: Be Southern Hagrid.
2: <laughs> oh, that's oh, a good one. that's good. And, and let that. me ask, what besides dressing up as Hagrid would lend him to be Southern Hagrid?
3: Um, so definitely a six pack, uh, flannel and camouflage, flannel and or camouflage.
1: Oh, um, I like this
3: six pack. Definitely a uh, baseball cap. Ooh, yes. you can make it work.
0: Do you want to be a uh, Hogwarts student who owns a vibrating broomstick? I can help you out.
2: <laughs> Are you no, selling? I mm-hmm. think I'll pass. <laughs> Just lending. Oh, lending. oh, I was going to say, did it not meet your expectations?
0: All right. Well, we thought. Since there are so many creative treats in the Wizarding World, in the spirit of Halloween and, of course, candy, why don't we invent our own Wizarding World candy and try to be creative? So I came up with one. I'm calling it the Trolley Lady's Anti-Anxiety and CBD-Infused Treacle Treat of Titanic Taste. So here's the pitch. Start your year at Hogwarts off right exclusively available from the sometimes spooky, sometimes kind trolley lady. (laughs) This candy, which tastes like a fresh breeze along your favorite lake, is guaranteed to reduce your anxiety by 85%. The candy reduces anxiety for a full month. So be sure to buy a nine pack to get through your latest year at Hogwarts with very little anxiety. We could have reduced your anxiety by 100%, but why would we want to make your life that much better? A little anxiety can help build some character. Wow.
3: I love this. I need this in my life.
0: Yeah. Just for life. Same. And like, I like uh, CBD oils, so I thought maybe we can get CBD into the Wizarding World. They've really taken off here in America. You can buy them in all 50 states. Buy it in all 50 states. states. I love that
1: you're kind of, you know, this is good for nine months out of the year when you're at Hogwarts. So for the summer vacation, you're just on your own. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's exclusively available from the trolley lady so when you're on the Hogwarts Express yeah. you buy a nine pack and you're good for the season That's that's the genius of it. That's why the trolley lady is so successful when it comes to this business, because people can only get it from her and it's only for Hogwarts students. Mm. Of course, there's a black market where some students buy additional packs. Mm. um, But the trolley lady has tried to crack down on the black market by offering only one nine pack per student. But she's still working on that. Treacle. That's real. Yes.
1: Eric, what's yours? Yes. So I would like to introduce the world to my magical treat. The Warlock Spieler's No Coconut Assorted Chocolates. And not only would this delicious box of assorted chocolates not contain any coconut flavoring, but a patented charm would actually create an anti-coconut force field, which would disappear any coconut flavoring nearby. Eat your Halloween candies with confidence with Warlock Spieler's No Coconut Assorted Chocolates. And what's it taste like? Not coconut. (laughs) That's for sure. I myself am not a fan of coconut flavoring. And anytime I get a box of chocolates, it just ruins my day. So, I I am so with you. I hate (sighs) coconut too. Thank you. Thank you. I was thinking of this because I was thinking of Fred and George's like disappearing hats where they extended the uh, invisibility charm on the hat to like extend past the brim so it looked like they were headless that was Fred and George right um anyway so I thought of extending this coconut protection beyond the candy itself and I thought wow like if I now I can actually enjoy every flavor beans uh, too because if I had my coconut or no coconut assorted chocolates I could make sure I didn't get a coconut every flavor bean as well right.
3: Wow. Well, Eric, um, what I'm hearing from this is that you would like me to send you a lifetime supply of Almond Joys. Got it. (laughs) 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 For anyone not familiar, I'm not sure where all these exist, but in the United States, Almond Joys are a candy that's a chocolate covered coconut.
1: You know, yeah, I mean, Meg's a big fan of coconuts, so she'll just have. Oh,
3: well, there we go.
1: It would be very crazy. Opposites of you.
3: attract. There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While we're on the subject of coconut,
0: coconut water? Ugh. Oh, I tried oh. it once thinking it would be refreshing and delightful. Yes, same. Oh, so disgusting. You, I'm sorry I, to all the coconut. I thought it would be like, like cucumber, water, cucumber
1: water. Because cucumber water is delicious. The, yes.
0: Yes. Have y'all ever coconut had water.
3: actual like fresh coconut water from a fresh coconut?
0: Yeah. Equally disgusting. Really? I I love it. I was so disappointed. I'll try again. Take me to your favorite coconut.
3: We got to go to Costa Rica for that. (laughs) Costa Rica.
1: Coconut. Laura will just take you there and point at it and go, that's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if it was
0: watered down more, but the taste is surprisingly strong.
1: Yeah. Well, artificial coconut flavoring is even worse than actual coconut for me. All right, Micah, what you got for us?
2: So I went with. Creevy's cavity canceling chocolate. So, mm-hmm. this chocolate is charmed to taste like your favorite chocolate treat. This piece of candy not only fixes your candy crave, it leaves your mouth feeling nice and clean. So, what does it taste like? Your favorite chocolate, followed by a splash of mint. And so, the whole kind of thought here is you know, what do we always hear about around Halloween time? Or any holiday, but we're talking about Halloween.
3: Oh, It'll you're going to get your cavities.
2: Teeth. It's going to rot out your teeth if you eat too much candy. Well, not if you get it from Crevie's because you know you have all that chocolate left in your mouth. Maybe you like Reese's Pieces and it's like you can't get it out of your teeth. It's totally fine. Five seconds after, it just disappears and your mouth tastes like mint. You're not going to get any cavities at all.
0: Wow. I love it.
3: I love
2: it Such too. a good use of magic.
3: I feel like yeah. this would be Granger approved. Would it yeah, not, I
1: was gonna say, Hermione's parents would love this. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I'm not sure what Creevy invented it because I don't one of think them died. Oh, uh, di- didn't both of them, or just one of them? I thought it was Dennis <laughs> for sure. Uh, anyway, you know, didn't?
1: It's, it's yeah, fine. so from beyond yeah, the grave, died. Ooh. Colin
0: died during the Battle of Hogwarts, right? I
3: thought it was Dennis. All right, I well, out. I went anyway. With- <laughs> <laughs> I went with Newt's Nougat Delights. Um, here's my pitch for it. Brittle on the outside, chewy on the inside, and contains a light charm to help you find joy in the small things. Like, does your pet Niffler keep squirreling your last galleon away? You'll find it charming instead of extremely annoying. And it <laughs> tastes like honey, roasted nuts, and chopped fruit.
0: Ooh. Salty and
1: sweet.
3: Something, seems like something Newt would like. Yeah. He's like a granola hippie, you know?
1: (laughs) Laura, have you ever considered a a career in writing about sweets? Because I think that this just really is like, it's almost romantic the way that you find joy in the small things. (laughs) I don't know. I mean,
3: that could be a dream job. Let me know if you hear of somebody who needs a sweet copywriter.
1: I want to try this. I want to try yours, most of all of ours. Okay, so... Let's talk about what kind of candy certain Wizarding
0: World characters would give trick-or-treaters, because as we all know, each character in the Wizarding World has a very unique personality, and thus, they might be offering different candies, or maybe none at all, or something very different, to
1: trick-or-treaters. Who came up with this, and do you want to just lead us Uh, through it? i think i wrote like a short list of different characters but i don't know whose idea it was to start with severus snape (laughs) i think that was me um first of
0: all i don't think snape would give out candy i'm not even sure if he would give out anything his house would be the one with the lights out and you get a little close you're like (laughs) should we knock maybe we shouldn't i don't know And then, like you look up, and from the second story, you can see him looking down. I hate Halloween.
2: Let's not forget, Halloween is kind of a triggering holiday for Snape. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah,
3: that is fair. He's in mourning.
2: Do you think, like, to play pranks on the on Snape, like the kids in the neighborhood would put lilies on his front lawn?
1: Oh, that's awful. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. I mean. I tend to think of the, the thought that occurred to me was that Halloween, of course, is is a holiday that's spent at Hogwarts. So we wouldn't be on Spinner's End, although Halloween on a place called Spinner's End is probably the coolest celebration of the year. But uh, at Hogwarts, I just assumed Snape would give everybody poison and an assorted. They'd have to like either brew the antidote in like an X amount of time. What he did with uh, Trevor right where he gave Trevor like a shrinking or swelling solution or something and it just nearly destroyed him and Snape was trying to make a point about how Neville's a bad student just like that that would be sort of his approach to trick or treat candy I
0: thought you were going to say he's going to hand out poison and then be like give this to the person you hate (laughs) the most (laughs)
1: <laughs> maybe to the Slytherins maybe, that's when, what it would be the Slytherins wouldn't actually be poisoned but everybody else's would be
3: I'm sorry Andrew when did Snape start sounding like Squidward you
0: just did a nerdy <laughs> sounding voice too didn't you
1: <laughs> I did for sure oh Eric
0: maybe it was Eric
1: <laughs> mine was more I was going for Potter Puppet Pals like oh what is that Sp- mysterious chicken oh dog?
0: right right yeah that. that's what Ew. I
1: was going for
0: <laughs> turned to page 394.
1: <laughs> You're right, there is a Squidward uh, likeness.
3: Oh man.
2: I just I don't know for Snape. I I think he'd be kind of mopey on this day. Like it's a reminder every year of his failure to save Lily. Yeah. yeah.
3: And I think that if he were going to go the extra mile and dress up, I think he would dress up as Squidward. I'm really <laughs> digging this kind of um, aesthetic. I like it.
0: Squidward. Jewel is
3: going to hate me for this because she's going to feel compelled to make some kind of graphic for social. Just
0: put Squidward's nose on Snape. (laughs) I think that's all you need to do. It'll look perfect. All right. How about Molly Weasley? Now, the burrow is probably open for trick or treaters. Definitely. Absolutely. They might not get many. Molly
3: will hand craft her famous Mrs. Weasley fudge, and she'll hand out full tins of it to every trigger treater who comes.
0: Oh, yeah. So she's baking her own treats. Yep. Definitely. I love that. Now, parents would probably tell us, you shouldn't eat those. Those were homemade. We can't trust them. But everybody probably knows Molly. They trust her.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you see maybe Fred and George like slipping a couple (laughs) of their percent. into the Bali the, would kill them uh,
0: literally kill them
3: that's yeah that's true that's part of the fun
2: well she only has to worry about one
1: <laughs> wow maybe are they we could, talking maybe, maybe maybe they could maybe they could join forces and for one night a year I actually come up with a really good thing I'm thinking like a whole meal in a pill or something like that you know where it's like a whole home-cooked meal like a feast basically yeah in candy One form. of those meal kits you get delivered. Yeah, but like, like solidified sponsors. to a little candy, a little gummy. Oh, yeah. And then it's yeah. like, oh, it's this beautiful feast. All right, this next one I didn't write in, I don't think. Ah, uh, well, down the street from Molly, of course, if we're talking about uh <laughs> Ottery St. Catchpole trick-or-treaters night, you got to go across the hill to Xenophilius Lovegood's house. What would Mr. Lovegood be giving to trick-or-treaters. And would they have any say in the matter whatsoever? <laughs> any say in the matter? Uh. Yeah, like, I just... I pictured something like homemade fudge. And you know how fudge is, like, they wrap it in that, like, special, like, newsprint paper? I was thinking maybe pages of the quibbler that he'd take with, like... Or candy wrapped in pages of the quibbler. And so he'd be, like, promoting his, you know, uh publication while at the same time hmm. giving out candy that you've never heard of. So maybe not fudge.
2: I was... Thinking maybe sugar quills, kind of along the line of what you were saying with him being in the newspaper business, it kind of fits with his profession.
0: I like that. Or he's just giving out copies of the Quibbler. Yeah, (laughs) maybe with fun, like
1: a Halloween crossword edible Edible. Quibbler. That would be interesting.
3: I feel like Xenophilius, I'm thinking of um, in book seven when the trio goes to visit him and he makes them that terrible very bizarre tasting tea Mm. i'm imagining him coming up with his own sweet creation and i'm doing air quotes for that because i have a feeling (laughs) it would land very similarly to how that tea landed with the trio like people would try it and be like (laughs) oh what is this
1: yeah i I just don't they also have oh sorry eric Go ahead. Uh, all I can think of is uh, Riz Iphens in, was it Notting Hill, where they said, there's something wrong with this yogurt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> because it's mayonnaise. Um, anyway. <laughs> Don't the Love Goods also have dirigible plums in their front garden?
1: Oh, yeah. Make use of the dirigible
0: plums. All right. How about Mad-Eye Moody? I wanted to include him just because he's a little out there. And I can't really see him connecting with kids. And handing out candy.
1: <laughs> no, what you said about Snape's house, where the lights are off and like he wouldn't come out for anybody—that would totally be Mad Eye Moody as well. Like total recluse. People would actually dare each other to ding dong ditch Mad Eye Moody's house <laughs> on Halloween, right? And I would not take that dare.
2: No, <laughs> I I see it too as like he probably has traps set up going to <gasps> his front door. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now. This He's super paranoid. This all said
0: there are candy eyeballs in one year. He really uh, should just have a bowl of eyeballs for people to pull from. I love it. And that. one of them is his real magical eye. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> see, I Honest. could I could see him wanting to prank people like that.
1: Yeah. Uh how about McGonagall? Hmm. Her lights would be on. She would have, I'm just gonna go with the obvious. She would have biscuits. Oh, that's a good one. Happy Halloween, have a biscuit.
3: (laughs) I I see her being very conservative with the dispersal. Like, you get one biscuit, none of this diving your hand into the tin and grabbing a handful. It's one. And if she sees you trying to take more than one, she's going to, like, hex your hand or something. Yeah, she'll
1: transfigure
2: it to coal.
3: There we go. Yep.
2: <laughs> I could see her doing chocolate frog cards, or just sorry, chocolate frogs.
3: Oh, chocolate frogs! That would
0: be so fun. Now I want to go to the theme park and buy a ton and hand those out. That'd be just get get the, the cool Harry house. Potter store it's, in
1: New York. I think they're on <laughs> discount there. <laughs> oh, yeah, have an
0: expired chocolate
1: frog, everybody. <laughs> Your parents hey, won't be bad. What's the update on this? That? If a listener has gone to the HP NY store and you happen to notice the chocolate frog dates, please let us know if they're still out of date and very affordable.
0: Arabella fig. What would she do?
1: Fig Newtons. (laughs) First of all, catnip. Yeah. Yeah. I was going (laughs) to say straight up like catnip, no explanation. Kids are going to come away just like getting sick because they've eaten it. I think though, she would be the kind, you know, businesses have like a dog bowl outside of their shop with like treats in it. She would definitely have like, if she were giving out regular candy to muggles, she would have something for the cats as well.
3: I think that's a good call,
1: Eric. Your boy, Sirius Black. Yeah, if Sirius Black had been allowed to live, and uh, he were able to celebrate trick or treat, say, uh, Grimal places back on the map, or for one night only, the charm is is like undone, and muggles are like, "What? There's this house here, and it's all decked out, and it's super spooky and shit." And he comes out as like, just like I don't know, a vampire or something. What would he be giving people, like? I can't even think about it. It's something vampire. pretty cool. He would be he the would coolest. Be,
3: he would be the guy, the cool guy, who buys the king size version <laughs> yes. of everything and gives yes. everybody a ton of candy. You're right, the best right. candy, the most expensive stuff. He would be like the cool rich neighbor. That's that right. everybody wants to go to. That oh. lines up in front of because they want his the king size money. candy bars. Yes,
1: right. Yes. Oh, I, I love, love that, that so much. Y'all, I'm very
0: proud to say I went to Costco today and I did buy the full sc- full size candy bars for the kids. Not king size, but full size. So I feel like people are gonna kids are gonna love me. I'm is gonna be like, the
1: serious black of the hood. Is this like bed <laughs> sizing now where there's full king, queen, I, yeah, twin? I don't what's what's the difference is full size even more
0: well full size is a standard one that you'd see at like the checkout aisle when you're buying a single one yeah respect
1: okay because they do minimize they make them so small now for for trick-or-treaters right yeah, yeah yeah but those aren't the cool houses my house is the cool house this year
0: okay and then finally remus lupin chocolate it's got to be some chocolate, right? <laughs> Just chocolate. Have, have an assortment chocolate. of chocolate. Just yeah, some chocolate. it would be one of
3: those variety packs for sure.
0: Save oh. a bar, kid, in case you ever meet a Dementor. Oh, gosh,
1: that's so good. I think this was another idea that we were kicking around when we were talking about doing a Halloween theme. And I quite like it. We have five characters we're going to talk about. Feel free to bring up more. But we each kind of decided what a Harry Potter character, including Harry himself, would go as for Halloween. What what character we think that they would, you know, what we what we think they would crush it as? Crush it. Starting with Harry Potter, I kind of went the uh, for the low hanging fruit here because we've already seen him uh, in costume as this character. I think Harry Potter would go as Neville Longbottom. <laughs> <laughs> he fooled Stan Shunpike. I mean, and
0: it'd be funny because mm-hmm. he could be like, "Oh look, I'm the other chosen one now."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be a fun thing to to go back to. But you guys had much more inventive ones for Harry.
0: I also see Harry going, oh, I'll fight you. <laughs> um, I think Harry would go as his dad one year to mess with Snape and really oh. piss Snape off. And it wouldn't be a lot of work for Harry because obviously he looks similar. So he'd have to maybe, you know, put in some contacts to change the color of his <laughs> eyes, just like Dan Rodcliffe uh, was supposed to do and never did. And, uh, you know, he could maybe tousle the hair, hide the scar. I think they had similar glasses, at least in the movie it looked that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I just feel like that would be great. And then, you know, he, he, Harry can just pass Snape in the hall and not say anything and see if Snape catches on. I would love to be a <laughs> fly on the wall of that hallway.
3: So I'm imagining... An alternate reality where um, the trio is dressing up for Halloween in book six, prior to the ending of the book, and Harry is just so obsessed with the half-blood prince that he decides <laughs> he is going to dress up as the half-blood prince, and Hermione's just side-eyeing him the whole time, being like, "You idiot."
1: <laughs> <laughs> would Harry do it like, like as if it were royalty, and Hermione would just be like, "There's no princes."
3: I think that he would envision himself as a half-blood prince. So yeah, I think that he would do something maybe a little regal to try and embody that spirit. He might carry around his copy of advanced potion making Uh, so that he can say, I am the half-blood prince.
2: I love it. I went with Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) I went outside of the (laughs) Harry Potter universe I think Harry would do a great job as Napoleon. I went for another kind of nerdy character who wears glasses, but I just think that Harry could pull this off. It doesn't require a whole lot of like animation or anything. Like he can just kind of like, Withdrawal within himself. And he
1: could ask people to pass them as tots and tell everyone to vote for Pedro. <laughs> Those are the two things I remember from that movie because it's been forever. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's, a, it's spot on. I think yeah. it's very good.
0: I like that. Okay. How about Hermione? Eric, what'd you come up with?
1: I kind of went for classic horror movie trope here Bride of Frankenstein. You know, she's got the bushy hair. She wouldn't need to do much to it, tease it, maybe blow it out, put a little uh, white streak in it, and boom, there you go.
0: I like it because of a word you said, classic. I feel like she would go for a classic Halloween character. That seems very hermione by the book. Well, like speaking
3: that. of books and classics, I said Daisy B. Cannon from The Great Gatsby. Oh. I feel like Hermione is just so literary, well-read, well-studied, that this would be um, an easy thing for her to accomplish. Plus, we know that um, she is quite adept at... Um, making herself prepared for big, fancy events like the Yule Balls. So I think she could pull this off. I like that a lot. Uh,
2: Just thinking through this now, I'm surprised nobody went with the easy choice of Belle from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) I have a related one. Oh, okay. Uh, I went with Amy, um, played by Mayim Bialik from The Big Bang Theory. Uh, Sheldon's, or I I can say she's Sheldon's girlfriend uh, in the show. I don't know. I just I think they have a lot in common, so I don't think it would be too much of a stretch for her to uh, to play her during Halloween, dress up as her during Halloween. I like that a lot.
1: I'd like to see everybody do like a Big Bang Theory crossover. That'd be kind of cool.
0: And Micah mentions Belle. Well, I thought Hermione in her fourth year at Hogwarts could go as Cogsworth, the clock from Beauty and the Beast. And everybody would look and just be like, oh, I get it. You're a clock. Because you had a time Turner last year, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. oh, that,
2: so that's I like that.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I wasn't feeling too confident, but I like y'all's reactions. That's got some, okay. some good thought to it. Okay, okay. I googled uh, famous clocks because I wanted to see if I could figure out something better than Cogsworth, and couldn't really find anything. Get the lead of
1: Coldplay, right?
0: Yeah, but I wanted like a one that's personified. What's that called when like an inanimate object can talk, like anthropomorphized or something? That thing. Yeah, yeah, like the Loki clock, the clock in Loki. The Disney oh, cluster. right, Miss, Miss Minutes. Minutes. <gasps> Miss Minute.
3: She should go as Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. <laughs> I want to go as Miss Minutes. Hey, Miss Minute was super cool. I know, I'll do the hey, y'all, and scare everybody.
1: Oh, so <laughs> oh yeah, right out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> well, we did the other members of the trio, so why not Ron Weasley? <laughs> uh, I am proud of this one that I came up with. I think he would fool everybody. Nobody would suspect that Ron Weasley would dress up as a Tutsal Tornadoes fan uh, or a super fan for the Tornadoes. He gave Cho all that crap for being a Tornadoes fan, accused her of being a bandwagoner. Well, I think that that would just be a fun, fun joke for him.
2: I like that. I went with Carrot Top, fellow ginger.
0: <laughs> the Vegas
2: entertainer. <laughs> and a comedian. Like, Ron is funny. I agree. Yeah. And he could pull off Carrot Top. Bring his bag of tricks.
0: I thought Ron could go as a can of hot shot spider and scorpion killer. Since he hates spiders so much, he could just be the thing that kills spiders.
1: Oh, I love that. What an what an inventive... Like, have you ever seen anybody at a party, Andrew, dress up as like an aerosol can of something? Well, sometimes you see like a bottle
0: of ketchup, yeah. you know, like people right. ketchup and mustard, like a couple's costume. Oh. Yeah. So that's what... that's kind of what this idea stemmed from. I like
3: it. Um I said Victor Crum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's clever. He, he he admires him so much he wants to be just like Victor. <laughs> but he
3: also like low key hates Victor. So yeah. It's a love-hate relationship.
1: And Hermione
0: will pay more attention to him now. Ooh. Okay, Dumbledore. Uh Gandalf. Perfect. Yeah, I feel like
1: it's easy. He's already got the long beard and is a wizard and could fly and could, you know, do anything he needs to do, ride an owl.
0: You know, it's funny for those of you who have seen Ted Lasso. I don't know. Do you all watch Ted Lasso? I haven't yet. Mm -hmm. I was watching the season finale and Ted Lasso offers a Dumbledore quote, but he credits it to Gandalf and another (laughs) fantasy character. I was like, (laughs) that is such a deep cut. Like, you only know who actually said that if you're a diehard Harry Potter fan, because he credits Gandalf. Really funny. funny.
3: That's funny. I was impressed. I said Dumbledore could go as Michael Gambon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Explain the the reasoning here. I'm
3: curious. Well, you know, I thought Dumbledore could do his best Michael Gambon impression.
0: And what does that involve? As a way to get back at Gambon?
3: I guess so. I mean, think about how how often we critique Michael Gambon for his uh, very animated portrayal of Dumbledore, particularly in Goblet of Fire in the film. Um, so I can see Dumbledore attempting to recreate the, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Um, <laughs> and see how it comes out. And then laughing it off and being like, wow, that was stupid. <laughs>
1: Gosh, <laughs> I like the role reversal there. It's Dumbledore as Michael Gambon, not the other way around.
2: I decided to go. I, w- I was going to go with Merlin, but I felt like that was a little too easy. Mm. Um, you know, just going with especially with Gandalf already being on there. Um, so I just decided to go with Fox. I-, I could see him being a phoenix. Yeah. A lot of people suspected
1: that uh, Dumbledore might have been Fox or tri- like an animagus of a phoenix. Um, long before the Fantastic Beast connection was made between Dumbledore and phoenixes, so I like it.
3: People be like, "We know, we know, you have a phoenix.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: a phoenix always comes to a Dumbledore in need. Whatever.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I thought Dumbledore. You know, he's fun. He can be quirky. I think one year he would go as a lemon drop martini. <laughs> you know, also kind of something a
1: gay person would do. I think those are those are good, by the way. Uh, the last They're time, delicious. Uh, uh, yeah, Terrence and I always get lemon drop martinis whenever we're together. Two Harry
0: Potter friends drinking a uh, Dumbledore classic. He's a lemon drop cocktail and he's walking around with two lemon drop cocktails in both hands. Double fisting.
2: What if he's dressed as Fox with two lemon drop <laughs> martinis, <laughs> one in each hand?
1: Wow, I like it.
3: This is starting to remind me of the Dumbledore from Potter Puppet Pals, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with or, you. Uh,
1: My Life as a Background Slytherin, if you've ever read, the, read those, and it's like no. the Dumbledore and McGonagall ones, they're so good.
0: All right. And finally, Hagrid. Of course, Hagrid would dress up. He's fun like that.
1: Yeah. Um. I tried to pair something comically big with something comically small, so I went for <laughs> Stuart Little. I love that so much. So <laughs> I don't cute. know what it looks like necessarily, but I would say that... He'd get to wear like a cozy sweater and he'd have to be surrounded by much bigger things to sell it, right? Like the forced perspective of being a tiny mouse. So I thought that would be real fun.
2: I went with what I feel like was probably a bit of an obvious choice, but Santa. (laughs) I love this. Yeah. a Hagrid is just an easy choice for dressing up as Santa. More people should
1: dress up as Santa for Halloween. It is funny that you say this. Oh, first of all, yes, I, I agree with that, Andrew. But also, Micah, the book that I'm reading right now is called Santa Claus, The Last of the Wild Men. And it talks about sort of the origins of Santa Claus long before the actual Saint Nicholas, but going back to the wild man in pagan lore like from like way back in the 8th century and even before. And so there is a connection between this wild, furry you know, Man of the Woods and the modern day Santa Claus. I think it's a much more apt comparison than you may have
2: known. Yeah. And I mean, if the centaurs are in a good mood, they could be his reindeer.
1: And, <laughs> oh, and, boy. And Fang,
2: oh Fang boy! could be Rudolph.
1: Maybe just the Thestrals. <laughs> Maybe the Thestrals can be his his reindeers. Yeah, that's a yeah. much safer choice. That uh,
0: cause he could a-
3: dress up as Krampus and then have the Thestrals <laughs> as his reindeer. I think oh that gosh. would fit. There was a
1: reason we didn't put him under the what candy would the people give out because Hagrid's cooking is famously bad.
0: Right. That would have been a fun one to think about, though. Ruin Halloween.
1: Yeah, whatever he made would
0: burn a hole through your trick-or-treat bag.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So I thought Hagrid could go as Steve Irwin, the zoologist for Halloween. Just because, you know, he wants to pretend to be another person who loves creatures and beasts.
3: Yeah. Man. And he can say crikey a whole bunch. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: We yeah, get it, Hagrid.
1: Hag- Thank you. I know what Hagrid sounds like with a Southern American accent. Thanks, uh, Micah. But I'm wondering now what the Aussie, you know, Hagrid would sound like.
0: Crikey. 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 <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, <know. know. laughs>
3: uh, um, I said he could go as Grop because I'm imagining this. Being Hagrid's one opportunity to indulge in as much mead as he wants and become essentially a belligerent toddler that other people have to take care of oh. so maybe he'll make Grop take care of him it's a role reversal he's like listen Ooh. groppy for one night out of the year you're gonna take care of me
1: <laughs> or what if they did like a couple's costume where he was Grop and Grop was him and oh. like he dressed oh. gropp up like a professor and then he's he's just a little bit more wild that would be crazy that would be cute. Or they can go as like ketchup and mustard. <laughs> I'm, I'm in love with the whole dressing as bottles of condiments and things now. For the next fun segment, we thought we would involve our patrons, which I'm super happy with how this turned out.
2: Yeah, so we decided it would be fun to take a Halloween movie title and potterize it. I think, Eric, you probably came up with the the best like example, the example I shared um, over on Patreon, which is, I know what you did last summer at the Dursleys. <laughs> I kind of made that sound a little dirty, but, you know, let's think of it as yeah. a scary movie. I mean,
1: where's the horror of it all? I know what you did last summer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at the Dursleys. So our patrons really... Really stepped it up, but first we had some other ones. Um, I asked Meg actually, who came up with some good ones. She came up with Night of the Living Fred. <laughs>
2: mm. Love it. Well done. Yeah. Especially very, appropriate.
1: Yeah. Very funny. And uh Ron normal activity. So I guess Ron terrorizing people in their sleep. <laughs> Ron mm-hmm. is Cara Top and terrorizing people. <laughs> 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 okay, if Carrot Top gained access to my bedroom when I was asleep, I would be terrified. I wow. find Carrot Top terrorizing. So,
0: he is
2: very scary. Yeah, but
1: Micah, you had two
0: good ones here.
2: Yeah, so I went with Poltergeist: The Rise of Peeves. <laughs> I feel like he needs his own movie. That he could be given that.
0: Yeah, that could be one one day. And yeah. then
2: The Haunting of Hogwarts, Ooh. which is a play off of The Haunting of Hill House. Ah,
1: very good. Love I would watch that, especially if Mike Flanagan directed it.
3: I was going to say, speaking of Mike Flanagan, I went with Midnight Class. I'm so instead of Midnight Angry Mass.
1: That I didn't think about this myself. That is so
3: good.
2: It's well done. Yeah. yeah. Have
1: you guys watched
0: that? Such
2: a cr- oh, oh yeah. yeah
3: yeah, it's amazing. It's
0: so good. Super creepy. I'm not into horror movies, so I have
1: nothing to contribute to this portion of the show.
2: Oh come <laughs> on. Oh, well,
1: it's a TV show, and it's grounded in human emotion. Uh-huh. Okay. And maybe an indictment of organized religion. But maybe. Maybe. Okay,
0: not. I have one. You know <laughs> okay. the movie A Quiet Place? Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, this one's called A Quiet Place, but it's about the Hogwarts library. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like aliens get out of the restricted section and people have to be quiet, like Madam Pince like enforces it. That'd be cool.
2: Uh So Eric mentioned we also heard uh, from our patrons and uh, they submitted some really great movie titles here. Uh, First up from Heather and Evelinda, A Nightmare on Privet Drive. Ooh,
0: based on a true story. So good.
2: Yeah, it actually is, isn't it? (laughs) It's called Harry Potter. (laughs) The, the, the The
1: villain in that would be Fred Lee Dursley.
2: Uh, Sean McKee says Horcrux Pocus.
0: <laughs> That's, That's really clever. clever. Yeah, That's, like that, that, that is very
1: clever. That may be my favorite. We have to develop um, movie posters for this and post it on on social. that giving more Jewel some more. I know
3: Jule's gonna yeah, love us you, after this episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. This
3: <laughs> it's just uh, a little Horcrux
1: Pocus.
2: Ashwini says Lily's baby instead of Rosemary's baby. Classic horror. <laughs>
3: Classic. Amanda said, Knight of the Living Dobby. said, Knight of, of the Aww. Living Dead. <laughs> that's
0: mean towards Dobby. Oh.
2: oh.
3: Well, he doesn't know.
0: Oh. Katie said, I see dead people in the mirror of said <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> that's, that's yeah,
1: that speaks to Harry's experience in a really good way.
2: And then finally, we heard from Morgan who says, Nya, nya land. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody can do that better than me. I'm sure they can, um, but playing off of Voldemort's uh, tendency to say that instead of La La Land,
1: yeah, Andrew's got it. Or in the, it was in the trailer, right, where he's by the power lines after chasing after the seven partners. is yeah. like yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Zoom just noise
0: canceled that noise you were making. It was <laughs> oh. like, what is this trash? I'm muting it.
1: That's okay. I'm pretty sure uh, my audition did not. Yes. So yeah. We it'll come through it. for the listeners.
0: Yeah. Let,
2: let's just pull the audio from the movie and use that. Oh, yeah, that works. <laughs> How's that? That's Yeah,
1: you're right. That's, that's smarter.
0: Next Halloween, we should look at horror movie titles and just speculate what the movie would be about if it were in the Wizarding World. So, like the Invisible Man, what would that be about? Or (laughs) Neville? Or it? Voldemort. Mm.
1: Yeah. No, I like that because a lot of those, a lot of what makes that scary is the supernatural element. But when you have magic, it's like, is does that make it scarier? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of scary things happening in Harry Potter, so we can just kind of connect the dots. Or like, I like I said, that. with a quiet place being the Hogwarts library. <laughs> get out. <laughs> well, get oh. out, B. The room of requirement when it's on fire. <laughs> 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 what we do in the shadows. Old. I mean, there's so much we could do here.
3: Yeah. There really is. <laughs>
0: Underwater. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was fun. And thanks to the patrons for contributing to that as well. What a fun Halloween themed episode. If you have any feedback about any of this, you can contact us by writing or sending a voice message to MuggleCast at gmail.com. If you are doing a voice message, just record a message using the voice memo app on your phone. You can also use the contact form on MuggleCast.com. Or you can leave a voicemail on our phone. The number is one nine two zero three 3Muggle. That's 1920 368 4453. And coming up on next week's episode, we will have a special guest joining us. We're not going to reveal who yet, but look forward to that episode because it should be a
1: good time. It's somebody with an yeah. autobiography that's coming out on Amazon next week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A friend of the show.
1: I figure we should give more details just so people can prepare if they are uh, astute. Amazon and bookstores everywhere. Oh, yes. <laughs> Don't and want to give too much other, attention to Amazon. The, no, 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 no. The other companies that try real hard. Especially um, your local bookstore. It's, yeah. yeah. Shop local, everybody.
3: And now I think it's real obvious.
1: <laughs> no, we didn't give enough clues. All right. It's time for quizage. Last week's question was What was Lita Lestrange's mother's name? And the correct answer, of course, was Lorena, Lorena, comma. Correct answers were submitted by Buff Daddy, Hermione Granger, Hermione, uh, Hero to Millions, Corvus V's half sister's half brother Yusuf, comma, Proud Slytherin, <laughs> Sassy Swaying Snape, Sir King of Kings, That One Long Bottom, Tuesday Adams. Wild Witch of Yorkshire, your fourth favorite Gryffindor, Yusuf the Despaired. Oh, I didn't make the
2: cut this week. Were
1: you, I'm going to take over the world, and the first thing I'm going to do is eliminate character limits and answer forms, so take that, Andrew? No. No, because <laughs> that was too long to read on the show, I decided. Well, anyway, I, as always, because there are so many answers, I kind of summarize where I can and and try and give a
2: uh, voice to, to various Others. I submitted as comma, 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 chameleon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, are you Culture funny. Club? Because that was spot on. <laughs> uh, anyway, next week's question. In keeping with the Halloween trick or treat theme, what sweet treat does Professor Flitwick give to Harry after his interview is published in The Quibbler? Submit your answer to us on the MuggleCast website using the form at MuggleCast.com slash Make sure you are
0: following MuggleCast for free in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode and leave us a review if they allow you to. We love reading the latest reviews that come in. So thanks, everybody who takes a moment to do that. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media, especially this week, because we'll be posting some pictures of us in our Harry Potter costumes. Eric and I, namely, uh, we're the only ones who took pictures. I'm still waiting for some proof, Micah. And Laura doesn't have a picture, unfortunately, but maybe next nope. time. And uh, look forward to this. I love how you
2: don't believe me, but you're like, oh, Laura doesn't have a picture. Oh, she's, she like wrote, wrote in the Google her, Doc. Like, she doesn't have a picture. So I... <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, she doesn't. <laughs>
0: And also stay tuned to our social media channels because we will be probably posting some mock-ups of the things that we created today. And our username is MuggleCast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget my listener challenge through the end of the year. Please follow us on Instagram. We need followers there. Thank you. We appreciate it. And, of course, thank you for listening. I'm Andrew.
2: I'm Eric. I'm Micah.
3: And I'm Maura.